0: Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Shelf Logic Podcast. My name is Jen. And
1: I'm Jillian. And I'm Jennifer.
0: And we are reporting to you from both Southeast Regional Library and the Perry Library today. Uh, today, we are going to go through some mystery books, some thriller books that are new or recent releases, and they are all from Black authors. So, we are very excited to get started today.
1: Um, Jennifer, did you want to start us out for the first title? Yeah, I'm going to start with um, a title called The Other Black Girl. It's by Zakia Delilah Harris. And this one, we actually classify it in regular fiction. It's not a true mystery, but um, it is described often as a thriller. Um, it's available in regular large print and audio versions, as well as an ebook and e-audio on our Libby app. Um, this title was a most anticipated book of 2021 by Time Magazine. It's more of a combination of suspense, horror, and social commentary. <laughs> um, it was actually a debut novel for the author, and it received a ton of attention when it came out last year, mostly because it was such a unique book and it's a pretty sophisticated debut novel. It was um, on, I know I saw Good Morning America and a lot of attention um, because of its focus on race, as well as its plot twists. Um, It's about women in the workplace in general, but women of color in particular. And it takes place in the cutthroat, very white dominated, environment of the book publishing industry. Um, The main character is Nella. She's a young Black editorial assistant who wants to become an editor. She feels alone and isolated as the only Black woman at Wagner Publishing, even though she was raised um, in that kind of situation where she was often the only Black girl. Like um, She went to a high school that was um, predominantly white but she still is lonely and isolated and she's really happy when one day she smells the familiar scent of her natural of a natural black hair care product and she realizes <laughs> that another new editorial assistant has been hired and this person because hazel and she was raised in harlem she seems perfect she seems like um you know kind of the um, perfect black woman that will, help, um, you know, be able to help Nella um, stand up to her equity diversity role that she's trying to establish in the uh, office. And um, but after a little while, she starts to become a little uncomfortable with Hazel's behaviors. Um, She seems to be kind of um, really trying to um, get success in in tromping all over her, Um, Nella. So Hazel's trying to like kind of a backstabber. She's, you know, she wants to be successful and she's willing to throw Nella under the bus. Um, And then things start getting really sinister when notes begin appearing on Nella's desk that say, leave Wagner now. So um, like I said, we put it in regular fiction. So it's it's definitely a social commentary on being the odd one out, um, look, um, looking for support and people who you think are going to be supportive, but they're actually not. Um, there's a weird plot twist that I won't give away and it takes the plot in this really weird direction. But at the end, when you think about what it all means, it gives you a lot to think about, especially if, you haven't thought a lot about how difficult it is for um, minorities to sometimes feel that pressure of representing their entire race or their entire religion or their entire uh, whatever status to their the whole group of coworkers. Um, that awkwardness that we might put on people when we ask them to represent, you know, that their whole group um, when um, maybe a company or group of people are trying to learn more about equity and diversity. Um, But I I highly recommend it. There's much more to this book than the plot. Like I said, it leaves you a lot to think about.
0: That sounds really interesting. I was gonna say, um, it's kind of covering, I feel like an industry that I feel like I should know more about working in a library, like publishing. And but it I, comes I, as no surprise that it's like white
1: dominated. Yes.
0: It, yeah. yes. but I think it, that's a very interesting setting for that um, storyline to take place. I think that's really yeah.
1: yeah. It was a, it was ex- it was it was definitely an interesting book.
0: And I'm so sorry. You said it was on. Did you say it was ebook
2: version?
1: Yeah, uh, through the Libby app, it's available okay. as ebook and e audio. Okay, so
2: my book is Dead Dead Girls by Nakisha. It was released last year in June of 2021, and it's a Harlem Renaissance mystery that takes place in the 20s. So Louise Lloyd works at Maggie's Cafe by day, and then at night she parties at a speakeasy. And she's happy going along, you know, just kind of stumbling along in her life until one day she sees a couple of girls are going missing and dying, and she becomes concerned And then she sees another girl as she gets off of her job being accosted by a police officer. So she actually tries to rescue the girl, Um, you know, um, a black girl with a police officer is probably not a good situation. So she tries to beat up the police officer and she ends up in jail. And so she's actually given a ultimatum. Either she stays in jail or she helps the detective on the case of the murdered girls. Like... um, you can either stay here, or you can help me solve the case. So she decides to help with um, solving the cases, and she just gets pulled into so many mis- mysteries and deceptions, and learns how to stand up for herself. And I really, <laughs> I really love her because she, she definitely does not act like a woman of the 20s. She's definitely loud, rash, and it's. It's a very good thing. Yeah. I won't give away the ending because, um, oh my gosh, it definitely was a complete twist. I had no idea. I did not see that coming. Although her sister, because she has like three sisters, one of her sister warned her about this person. So, I mean, you could have seen it right away, but you going to gloss over it. And it's actually um, a series. So she has the next one coming out um, this summer. Oh, nice. I don't remember what the title is but yeah I really like her and Nikesia even says in the back that she is so interested in historical well she's just interested in the 20s but she likes to mention that um, Louisa's story is kind of similar there's kind of Let's see, she said, I could have set Louise's story in modern times with the continuous and excessive murders of black and brown bodies by white people, and almost none of the story would have changed. However, this period of creativity, change, and growth is one that I'm fascinated with. So that really kind of resonated with me. Yeah, Uh Yeah. so yeah, I would recommend
1: Dead, Dead Girls. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, that's good. I also um, read one that is a series This is the second in a series. It's um, Heaven, My Home, and it's by Attica Locke. She's um, really on her way to becoming a major uh, mystery writer. Um, It's sequel or follow-up to Bluebird, Bluebird, which is, um, it's also a Highway 59 novel is the series. And um, it was really an interesting um read. Um, it's a little older. It was published in 2019. Um, it's available in regular and large prints and as an ebook also on Libby. Um, and Attica Locke is also a television writer and producer. So she just is a really great I really liked her writing. She's a really a great writer. Um, in this book, the action takes place on Lake Caddo, which I had to look up because I hadn't heard of it. I don't know if anyone has heard of where it. Where is it? It's I don't know huge, where it is. <laughs> 25,000 acres. Wait. It's a lake and bayou on the border between Texas and Louisiana. It's too so, big,
0: it's too big yeah. of a lake to be <laughs> I
1: know. That's what I was like, how have I never heard of this huge lake? Um, but it's swampy there. It has those old cypress trees that hang over, and you know, it's um, definitely kind of a spooky and unusual place. Um, and one of the characters says that people have hid in plain sight for centuries, from escaped slaves, um, indig- indigenous people, um, you know, all kinds of people have hid in this bayou's um, very, very creepy and maybe if you're not from there particularly. But in this book, um, it's hiding um, both a settlement of descendants of escaped slaves, um, and that is a settlement called Hopetown, and also right next door, sort of a, um, like a um, RV, like, I don't RV's too kind of a word, like a trailer park full of um, white supremacists Uh. Um, (laughs) that are um, in this fictional Aryan Brotherhood of Texas. So um, that was uh, apparently that group focused, I did not read the first Bluebird, Bluebird. Um, It did win some awards. It won the um, Harper Lee prize for legal fiction and a bunch of other awards. Um, But in that book, that um, leader of the Aryan Brotherhood of Texas is the focus and he is ultimately sent, um, well, maybe I shouldn't say that. So anyway, I don't want to give away that. that you know. I was I was, saying, yeah. I was <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, the leaders of this group's son is nine-year-old Levi King and he has disappeared from the lake. He was, um, it's the, the novel starts off with him being on a boat he is not supposed to be on, in the middle of the lake, and all of a sudden, everything goes black. So that's the start. Um, Then it goes, cuts to, uh, kind of like a TV show, Um, it it cuts to Texas Ranger, Darren Matthews. He's also a black man, and he is on the hunt for Levi. Um, To complicate matters, the last person to see Levi alive was kind of a grumpy old black man named Leroy Page. He's the oldest resident of this Hope Town, which is this little um, settlement of these descendants of escaped slaves and um, native um, people as well. Um, And as the focus of the investigation focuses on Page, um, Darren Matthews, who's the Texas Ranger, finds himself caught up in this moral Dilemma about you know is this page, is this um, Leroy Page really guilty when there's this white supremacist group living right nearby this you know this is a child of this uh, you know there's a grandmother involved that's very wealthy and doesn't seem to care that he's missing there's a lot of you know really um, complicated plot elements to it. Um, it's a really good mystery. It's really well written and easy to read. Um, dealing with these issues of racism, very relevant to our times. Um, it it also it's very lyrically written, so it almost has um, a musical quality to the writing that I really liked. Um, I was
0: gonna say the title itself is so pretty. like it sings in your head.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, uh, that's from a, um, a spiritual. That's and, maybe why it's singing yeah, in my head. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah, just very well written. It it um, The sense of place that evokes is really strong. So um, Attica Locke is from this area um, herself and you can tell she loves the area, even despite its, um, you know, Blatant racism that exists, Mm -hmm. that you know, um, it was written her first book was written right after the 2016 election Mm -hmm. with the rise of um, some of the alt right kind of thing, and you know, that 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 does happen in that area, but you know, um. It's just really well written. I, I really, really enjoyed that one. Um, she's really a gifted writer. That's awesome. I want to check that one out. Yeah. And maybe even the first one, that Bluebird, Bluebird. I actually want to read that now. I don't think you have to read the, that first, but um, it might be worth it. Yeah. More context. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Well, I suppose I will cover the book that I read. Um, so, and I know that I mentioned this in so the, the, the podcast that's going to have already aired right before I'll say in it, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to read this book. This is the book when no one is watching by Alyssa Cole, because last uh, episode, Jill spoke on Alyssa Cole's romance novels. This is her first uh, foray. Is that the right word foray into mystery slash thriller writing? Um, and I was so excited to read it, and I actually had never read any of her romance novels, but I will say that I love the thriller novels, so, Mm -hmm. and that's not my typical genre to pick up either, so when I, when I'm going to be describing it, you're going to say, Jen, that's, that's all mystery novels, or that's all thrillers, but Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, Mm -hmm. it's like a slow burn, and there's like little, little pieces of tension, and like mysterious things are happening along the way, and she weaves it all in together, But maybe not all mysteries are like that i don't know but what i will say is it is a slow burn so you're reading like literally and i listened to the audiobook of this um for a very long time i would be looking down enjoying it of course and then i'd be like whoa we're like halfway through and i don't really know what's going on yet (laughs) but it's very enjoyable because basically i'll tell you it kind of centers around two characters And it is that split uh, narrative thing where it's the guy, sometimes he's talking first person and then it's the girl. So main character, honestly, is Sydney Green. So she um, is a black woman living in Brooklyn in a neighborhood called Gifford Place. This neighborhood is in a situation. The situation is that gentrification is ripping apart the neighborhood, basically. So basically everybody that she has grown up with, like all her neighbors, like everything, like the shops and everything, These companies are coming in and being like I'm buying your house get out of here and then um, All wealthy white families are moving in and so it's getting a little ridiculous in the situation So she's feeling like her life is kind of coming apart Like a backstory to her is that she was already in a rough spot moving back to Brooklyn Was trying to like kind of like heal her and then she discovers that this is happening to her neighborhood Um, rough family situations are happening meanwhile Theo he is a guy. he's a white man who moves in with his girlfriend so they're a white family who moves into one of the houses is the situation So Theo is the other character and he is just chilling. Um, I will say that his girlfriend is not the best she is maybe the worst and she oh, no. does like all these like little like little things not even little like obvious it's very obvious when it's happening that she's racist and so basically what's happening is, She'll just say like little things here and there, and you're like, whoa, she said that. But what's wild is that you're like, that seems it is real. Like people are act these act this way, say these things, literally just walking around doing this. And as you are listening to it or reading it in the book, you're like, what is happening? This cannot be real, but it it, it is, and you know it is. And so anyway, so if little things add up. I will say it is. I, I, it's like a bigger overarching thing. It's, it's not like a conspiracy. I mean, they, and they talk about the word conspiracy in there because she even is kind of distrusting herself, like in her evaluation of what's actually happening on, going on is that people are essentially disappearing. Like, and actually not just saying like, oh, they moved, everybody's disappearing. It's like, people are starting to actually disappear. And so there are obviously significant financial reasons for these big companies that are moving into the, into the neighborhood to want these people to disappear. They want their houses, they want, you know what I mean, Uh, the land. So it is dark, but it's, and here's the thing, the last, very last portion of the book is like wild, wild, wild intensity. So yeah, it's slow burn, wild intensity at the end. I highly suggest it. Um, I'm trying to think of anything that I'm forgetting. It's, I don't know, she does a really good job. Obviously, to me, the main character is Sydney, and so she, Alyssa Cole has done a very good job of, just fleshing out her character and Theo's obviously too, but her character is just, I don't know. I root for her for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) It's very good. So yeah, go read it. Oh, I was going to say, check it out in physical form at the library or on ebook or e-audiobook on Libby, but you do have to wait for it because it's a popular title, but on Hoopla, you can listen to it as an an e-audiobook. So that's how I got it (laughs) because you don't have to wait. Yeah.
1: Um do I go next again? Yes, and I think yeah, yours that is the last one. Okay. So the the last book I have is um by Stacy Abrams. So she is a well-known politician from Georgia um who uh also happens to be a really talented writer. Um she writes fiction under the pen name Selena Montgomery usually but this particular mystery is the first one she's um read uh written under her own name she also writes nonfiction as well um this is called while justice sleeps so it is available um in physical um, large print irregular print it's also available in um e-audio ebook through the libby app so you may have to wait um so what in it's a legal thriller it's almost like a political legal thriller um so in this book one of the supreme court justices is in a coma so um article three of the united states constitution allows for supreme court justices to be appointed for life um but and they can resign and 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 retire, but there's no provision for how to remove a justice who can no longer perform their duties as a judge. So she was fascinated. That's real. Yes, for real. Yes. Not a good place to be in. (laughs) (laughs) So if um, you know, if a justice, they can be. You know, I think there's some impeachment things like if they you know are found guilty of a crime but this person just is in a coma so um it is a legal thriller so there's more to him just you know falling into a coma um in the justice that is in a coma made this last minute change to his legal documents to appoint his legal clerk avery keen as his legal guardian um he is um married but he is um, not divorced, but um, separated from his wife, who turns out to be kind of, you know, really, um, uh, not I really not understand. Not understanding yeah. of the situation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean you can see they need to be divorced. Um, he has a son who he has no, ha- has no contact with um, his whole life. And um, Avery Keene is a young law clerk. Um, she has a mother who she's the primary caretaker for and he had seen her take taking care of her even though she's a heroin addict and i guess he you know he thought that she would make a good legal guardian so sorry, um sorry i don't know the
0: situation but i'm just imagining <laughs> being a person who has like an assistant and then i'm like when i get so my assistant is really good at taking care of their sick family and then i'm like when i get sick
1: you're gonna have to take care of me too yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well she didn't know this until he was oh, of course. <laughs> so yeah so they like uh, open this envelope and this turns out and then there it turns out that there's a whole complicated plot of you know a um the president is involved in this whole scheme with um you know where there's um a company involved, that a case is going to be heard in front of the Supreme Court, the justice in the coma is the swing vote. You know, it's a very, very complicated. And and this is not my genre either. So um, I will say that it moves quickly. And there is a ton of plot, like (laughs) a ton of things happening. Um, So there's a murder right away. There's um, the nurse um, that Took care of him is murdered. You know, it's just a lot of stuff happening, um, and it's definitely plot driven as a novel. It's not there's not a lot of character developments and that kind of thing. So for those people who really like things to move fast and, and almost chess game like <laughs> um, a lot of maneuvering and a lot of um, a lot of things happening, like political. Um, yeah yeah yeah, like yeah I don't know Grisham or you know things that are I guess that that type of legal political type thriller then I've never read a I've never read a political or legal thriller
0: I'm sure it's very interesting yeah Yeah.
1: you did yeah I tend to you know like the you know slower pace more you know lyrical writing and more (laughs) Um, (laughs) character development, but Mm -hmm. um, this, there is a lot happening. (laughs) It's almost like a movie, you know? Yeah, Um, definitely. You can see it being made into a movie or um, a series or something like that, but she's a very, is a talented writer. She, you know, she um, definitely um, knows her stuff and it's not a, it's not political in the way that there's any, um, you know, Democrat versus Republican, Ooh, none of that, yeah. it's all more, much more theoretical on internal conflict. Yeah. Yes. There's nobody real in it. There's no, and there's a fake president and there, it doesn't imply that, you know, she's a Democrat, but it doesn't imply that Republicans yes. are bad or anything like that. There's not, it's, it's just, you know, I think she got to talking one day about this particular issue in the constitution and kind of like what would happen if right you know? and so it's not political in the sense that between right, left, Republican, Democrat, it's political, just constitutionality of right. that kind of thing. So it's it's interesting, definitely. That
0: is interesting. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say I love this is kind of off topic. I love fake presidents. I love like (laughs) television and movie presidents. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because I just get to be like, and there's the president.
1: (laughs) Yes, yeah, it is kind of interesting because then you're you are looking for that like, Mm -hmm. who is he? You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. which (laughs) what 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 are they doing? I mean, he's definitely not a not a uh, not the best, but um, you know, it's not like i said not identifiable I, right I there's some television shows that do that
0: too where it's like a, it'll literally be like a political drama but you literally can't tell what's right. going on so that everybody can like it
1: <laughs> yeah that's what yeah I'd like, yeah that's what i'm getting at you, no matter what your political leadings are if you're interested in government in general and the constitution and legal kind of things you'll like it that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Love really it. Good. I was going to say, when you said that you liked kind of like slower development, have you read Alyssa Cole's book? Because I think you should read when no one is watching. <laughs> no, I think I would like it, though. Yeah. that I sounds just like, like it. Up my alley. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, yeah.
1: It's sweet. It's good. Yeah. It's in Brooklyn. I was excited <laughs> because I went to Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's how I felt about this heaven, my home, is that I love the writing and I love the sense of place. Like, I want to visit this place. It looks so I had to look it up, um, and how, you know, how mysterious it looks with these Spanish moss and cypress trees, or, you know, yeah. all the, it would be a really cool place to, you know, kayak.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's, all right. Well, thank you both so much uh, for joining me today uh, to record. Again, this is Jen. And I'm Julian. And Jennifer from Maricopa County Library District. We hope you have a great day and tune in next week. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.